welcome to On and Off the Pitch. You up on the team? That's disgusting! This is not the men's game, no play acting! Ooh, this is not the men's game! Hello and welcome to On and Off the Pitch. My name's Rodney. Cyrus, welcome back to the Pod Chat Podcast. Hope you're all well. We're going to go over the latest round of games in the Barclays Women's Championship and the WSL and beyond. Uh, this is not the men's game. I've got to uh, disclaim this. That voice is not mine. There were fans at the the game that I went to, London City Lionesses. That was someone it, it, watching the game who was not happy with a player being tackled and falling down. This is not the, there's no rolling around in the women's game. Okay. Don't roll around. Uh, really interesting. <laughs> really interesting. I listened. I heard that voice. I, I didn't even want to look around. I was just doing that little shoulder laugh that you do quietly so that no one notices. Uh, we're going to talk about the results from the uh, the championship and the WSL. We're going to start with the game that I attended. Yes, I did go to a game. Uh, London City Lionesses. Yes, I did go back to watch them uh, versus Sunderland. So this is the first league game since Mel Phillips, former head coach, has departed. First league game. Nikita Ronicles now um, is has stepped up into the role as head coach, assistant, um, acting head coach and, uh, for the duration of the season, as far as I'm aware, could be longer. Um, what was noticeable for me uh, when looking at this fixture, that the, one of the players that I'd spoken to only a few weeks ago, uh, Rihanna Jarrett, in terms of her return to the pitch, is gone. Just gone, just departed the club, like just like that. And they brought in Kyra Caruso, who's joined from, I'm not even going to say the name of the club because I don't know if I can pronounce it, so you need to go and check the London City Lionesses website and look for team news, etc. news in the press, and you'll see the new arrivals, blah, blah, blah. All of the details are there, okay? So they, they, they go into this game needing to win, right? They definitely need to win because they had a cup game where they played Spurs and it was a night. It went Pete Tong. It was... Not good. A really, really heavy defeat. So this being the first league game, this is where you get to see whether or not everything that they have been building to up until this point with Mel is able to continue without her being there. This this is not a Jenga set where you take one piece out and it all falls down. There has been work in terms of the foundations of this club. And... It's very important for the players to kind of get off to a good mark in terms of new manager, new head coach, but a continuation of the journey that they've been on. So they needed to win this game. Sunderland, on the other hand, also needed to win. They came into this game with good form. They had a really good January in terms of results for themselves. So they were feeling on the up. Uh, and London City Lionesses know that within the next seven to ten days, the games one that has just passed and the next two may shape what happens for the rest of the season in terms of who gets promoted, who doesn't get promoted and is disappointed. It's, it's, it's that kind of patch of games. So in terms of the game, I'd say the first 15 minutes roughly, it was even 
um, 50-50 in terms of possession. There were attempts. There was lots of tussle and struggle in the, in the middle of the park. There were robust challenges, tackles, as you heard from the gentleman who's made it clear that this is not the men's game. Um, and there are plenty of long distance shots from Sunderland towards the LCL goal. You know, Yenez collecting a couple of crosses low, shots past the post, etc. Um, London City Lionesses had an, uh, an effort go over the bar. I think that was from Lily Ag after about four or five minutes. So, you know, there, there was a lot happening in those those 15 minutes. Um, and, and I say Sunderland were doing a lot of shooting from distance because, you know, trying to get the, the upper hand as quickly as possible is what you try and do in, in, the, in these in must-win games, in must-win games. So apart from London City Lionesses, in terms of the result coming out victorious, there are good things to talk about within this game. They move the ball very, very well. They faced a similar opponent in Blackburn a few weeks ago and they were unable to get past the low block. They were unable to find the pass. Um, in this game, they moved the ball very well. As I said, they moved at pace. They passed quickly. Uh, Primus dropping into the midfield, linking up play, smooth, slick passing, all of that awareness, strong on the ball. Absolutely fantastic. Very, very good player. Uh, linked up well with Ewans, who was busy as a bee, hardworking, running across the line, into the channels, Napier supporting as well, Joel on the right-hand side support, just uh, just great stuff. Great, good footballing stuff. Um, they did break really quickly, but Sunderland were able to recover quite well, considering the breaks were were, were so fast. Um, and, in, and, and with the recovery, Sunderland did a really good job because Sunderland... You know, they, they played Crystal Palace a few, I think, how many, how many games ago now? And they caught Crystal Palace out on the counter-attack. They really took them, took them apart. McCatty in, in, the, in the back five steps in, shuts shuts down really well any kind of intervention or in, uh, kind of attacks. He's an interventionist. That's what you call it, an interventionist. Um, just unable to, to get to grips, really, with the, the London City Lionesses movement, which was really good. Really, really good. I have to be honest. Um, the defenders were supporting well. Nolan supporting well. Um, Napier busy as a bee, just like constant running. Hopcroft in midfield. I did think that there might be a Hopcroft, uh, Abby Joyce kind of you know midfield tussle tackle. Who's got the better running passing scenario? But it didn't really it didn't really materialise. But you know for for London City Lionesses, this was a really good really good game. For Sunderland, this was not their best performance. This was not their best game. They had moments where you could say that they were uh, in contention. And I suppose if they hadn't of conceded the second goal in the fashion that they did, um, they may have been able to get back into the game a little quicker. But uh, the second goal kind of knocked their confidence uh, when it went in and... They played almost two different styles. They had the low block, but at the same time, they were operating with a high press, in the sense, or press. Uh, a GP, um, who was a former LCL player, had gone up to Durham, but now Sunderland, you know, scored a really good goal. She was operating in terms of the, the, the main striker. Abby Joyce, uh, backing up primarily for midfield. I, I, you know, Abby Joyce is such a good player. 
honestly such a good player if you were selecting any uh, if you were selecting a Barclays Women's Championship best 11 right and you had to select one player from every team there's only 12 teams so you know I mean someone's gonna be sub you know you can pick two goalkeepers Abby Joyce has to be in that midfield has to be in that midfield because despite her height and people might think oh not no I don't know many midfield players in the championship who can move with the ball from a low block position at pace, sidestep midfield players that are approaching, be robust enough in the tackle and still have the wherewithal to find the right pass. To find, the, not even just the pop, but to find the right pass and the right way of pass. A very, very good player. And I'm not saying that Sunderland aren't a good team, but you notice that when she's on the pitch, the energy that she brings to the attack and the wit, just very, very good. So from a Sunderland point of view, they've got some good players there, a couple of players missing. You know, this this was not their best game. This definitely wasn't the best game that they had. Um, they will be unhappy with what happened in terms of the defeat, but they may be able to pick out elements in terms of their performance individually and collectively to say that, you know, they can get things going. Um, but yeah, really, really good. Noticeable thing for London City Lionesses, Jurisoli, I did see walking around at the beginning with a knee brace or a leg brace. I was like, hi, hi, what's going on here? Amy Rogers, normally deployed in midfield, was in the back three. Couldn't really tell. That's how good she was. I didn't know she was. The, I was thinking you're starting off there, but you was in midfield. That's how good. And not many midfield players can drop back into a back three and it do and it be okay. Because nine times out of ten, they just want to keep going forward and they forget their defensive defensive duties. And she she didn't. And I can tell you why she didn't because she was the one that kept a GP on when she scored. There you go. How about that. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, Lily Ag, big shout out to Lily Ag, 50th appearance for London City Lionesses, scores with her left foot after I kind of said that she didn't shoot against Blackburn when she had the opportunity with her left foot. She did. Goes in really good. Um, I think the, the best goal for me was Ewan's goal uh, from lacrosse. Uh, standout player from London City Lionesses for me, Lois Joel, bags of energy, constant um, in attack. Great getting back, cross superb, good decision making on the ball. You know that that that. I mean, what I mean, what an absolute fantastic performance and game she had. Uh, but as as a collective, really good. And you know, it's not good to have favourites. I don't have favourites. Do you have favourites? Yeah, you do have favourites. Uh, but for for London City Lionesses, a fantastic result. Nikita will be happy, super happy has the Mel Phillips blueprint all over it. Mel Phillips has gone no more. It's now Nikita. Nikita's in, in charge. The players are listening to her. They've followed the brief. They've delivered on the pitch. And they, they set up the next game, which is going to be absolutely bonkers against uh, Bristol uh, coming up very, very soon. But we're going to talk a little bit about the rest of the results after this. What's going on, man? What's going on? Has anyone seen Nana Palmer?
the results are in. Uh, okay, the results from last week's uh, championship games for the women, not the men's. Uh, Durham win at home uh, against Sheffield United. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Jessica Clark in the 89th minute. Oh, no. That's got her. 89th minute. Um, Durham get the joy. Sheffield not happening for them this season. They are 11th in the league. Eight points on the board. Coventry, three points. Not far. Is this, anything can happen in this league. It's, it's, I'm telling you, it's dicing. Dicing. Uh, Coventry United uh, were playing away. They, they lose. People may say, what's new? But they lose against Charlton. But this game was not a foregone conclusion. Charlton score. There's seven minutes extra time. They score within that period, like towards the end. Coventry can hold their head up high because they did a really good job away from home. They didn't concede a hat full of goals. They didn't capitulate. They fought to the end. They're still in the fight. They can still change things in terms of what happens to them for the rest of the season. Charlton will be very, very, very relieved that they got three points because they're still in contention. They're fifth. They've got 22 points. They're still there, thereabouts. But boy, did Coventry really make these guys work for that. They they really made them work hard, hard. Tops to Lee Birch and the players at Coventry. Woo. Uh, Southampton, doing what Southampton do. Uh, they entertained Crystal Palace, who are not enjoying time and have enjoying times at the moment I, I i need to kind of reach out to um, eagle eyed view and the guys there i, I need to talk because they're letting players go at strange times and they ended up at other clubs and I, 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 I for me i need to know what's going on i know because sometimes you can think that players there are there are too many players at a club they're not enough games and i've said this before there are not enough teams in the league and their players are moving on because after not getting game times and things like that uh, it, it, it's, it's saying a lot to me He's saying a lot to me. There's a conversation to be had. Anyway, another day. Let's park that. Uh, Southampton winning by two goals. Really, really good. Um, I'm not even going to try and, and say the names, really. But just just look it up. Two, two goals. They scored two goals. Crystal Palace, not good. I mean, they're still there. They're still, you know, it's not too bad. But they're eighth now. A couple of weeks ago, they were fifth. <sighs> the eighth, you know, 15 points. They've 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 conceded goals and they're losing players. This is not a good thing. Charlton da, 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 above them. Southampton in third, 23 points, played 13 games, not doing too bad considering this is the first season in the championship. They're gonna challenge and they're not gonna go away and they're gonna they're gonna fight tooth and nail to make this run in to see who gets, gets promoted, they're going to make it really, really interesting. Really interesting. Uh, Lewis, who normally who normally uh, are super, super good at home, you cannot get anything out of Lewis. They get battered. They get roasted by Birmingham. I mean, Jade Penn at four, um, three goals, you could say four. Um, she probably could have scored four. Um, not good. I mean, Lewis... Uh, yeah, I mean they're still they're still in the mid table. They're six, but to lose four goals at home is a humbling experience for any team. I don't care who you are. Um, really good for Birmingham. They're there or thereabouts. They're on twelve points. They're fourth, just a point behind um, Southampton. So they too 
are still in contention and will try and throw their hat in the ring. And we'll talk about them in a little while again, because Birmingham are going to face London City Lionesses in a couple of weeks. That's another key game. I'm going to mention it. Uh, and the, the game that just, for me, just keeps on giving, even though it's nil-nil, it's Blackburn. Shut them out and lock them up. Nil. Bristol City, nil. I mean, Blackburn did the same thing. They did the same thing to London City Lionesses. Low block, defensively great. Jade Richardson, the crew at the back, doing their thing. Saffron Jordan at the front. Fenton, yeah. I mean, they just said, we're not letting you in. And Blackburn, they've got 14 points. They're, they're ninth in the season. They've had five draws. If they could turn a few of those draws into wins, they'd be up the league. It's just, you know, they've got a good bunch of players there. They really do know how to make you work and earn uh, and, and earn a point. And that's and that's what Bristol did. They earned the point. And people will say they may have dropped points, but they earned the point because Blackburn really make you. But I've seen Blackburn at work, how they shut people out and they will do anything not to concede. And they've done it today. Um, so to, today they did it this weekend, and and um, it's it's a credit to the manager, it's a credit to the players, and and yeah, it's a credit, it's a credit to the league. The fans must love it as well. But my gosh, sometimes you can watch a nil nil, and it'd be just as good as watching a four nil. It's frustrating for the other team. They don't hate the living daylights out of the opposition if they can't score. But boy, is it good! It's really good. So you know, going forward, jumping away from all of those those fixtures going forward game against Bristol City London City Lionesses travel to Bristol it's uh, an evening evening afternoon evening quarter to seven kickoff seven o'clock kickoff um it's going to be interesting you know to say the very least I think I think a few weeks ago uh, DM and Nat were on the podcast we talked about you know who's going to win the league and I said with them are oh, Bristol going to get promoted because it just at that point seemed as if they were in the driving seat um, they had a game called off. London City Lionesses had fluffed their lines. You know, Bristol was still in it. And, uh, you know, uh, you roll forward to last this weekend just passed and, and you look at the fixtures and you think, yeah, Bristol should win. They don't. You know, they travel up and, Britain, and Blackburn do a number on them. So, you know, London City Lionesses can go into this game and think, we don't need to lose. We can get a draw. You know, they could be defensive, but that's not their style. They're very much a forward-thinking team. Bristol know that they've got to win, so it's going to be an entertaining game. It's definitely a game. So, I mean, I'd love it to have been on, on TV, let alone on the iPlayer, uh, FA player. Definitely could have been on a, on a, on a, on a BBC, BBC 3 or 4. Why not? We've been there before. But in terms of, of, of the championship, it is getting interesting. It is really hotting up. Players moving, players moving around, which is of interest to me. Players moving from Crystal Palace and going elsewhere, playing it's good stuff. Uh, Lewis have got a good bunch of players, but they didn't get the rub, as I said. And Crystal Palace, who have got a really good bunch of players, um, just not had any luck in, in 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 recent weeks. But for other teams, it's a mixed bag of results. Even teams like Coventry, who lose in the last moments of the game can still feel good because they showed they've got pluck, they've got fight, they've got heart, and they're going to be in this right until the bitter end. And it's going to be interesting because I said, you know, they've got eight, um, three points. Sheffield have got got eight points. Sunderland have got 13 points. 
he, if you're down there and you start seeing the team picking up points and you're not winning, you're going to feel slightly jittery. You really, really are. It's just going to be one of those. And um, yeah, interesting. Anyway, after this little short little interlude, we're going to talk about the WSL and beyond. <laughs> I mean, they look good playing out from the back, but can they beat the press? I don't care. Right, we're going to run through the results real quickly for the Super League people so that they know what's going on. Hi, everyone, Super League, your, your biggest fan. Um, really interesting results that are upsetting people. How can two teams, um, with all that money and all those players, draw? I'm joking. It's a joke. Don't, don't take it personally, Manchester United fans, and ask, don't take it personally. But it is a joke. Uh, starting with Leicester, they hosted Manchester City and uh, Khadija Shaw, respect, and Chloe Kelly on the score sheet for them. So they score two goals and they win and they really do a good job on Leicester. Unlucky Leicester, good for Manchester City. Hi, Emar, bet you're happy about that. And congrats on the job. Um, elsewhere, Birmingham, the Car Carla Ward. The Carla Ward Derby, as we know it. <laughs> uh, Aston Villa won, uh, Brighton won. Um, could never have really called that game, but, you know, happy for Brighton because they've had a bit of a mixed bag season. Aston Villa, you know, they're, they're, they're doing okay. They're doing, they're doing okay. Not bad for them. Tottenham, despite their two goals, um, I would say that this was Chelsea's all the day. And Lauren James... Ooh, oh, sauce, the skip, sidestep, the finish, nice. Um, yeah, just too good. Chelsea, three goals to two. Um, they beat their, their London rivals. And, and with that win, they go to the top of the WSL. And that may be it for the rest of the season, people. Who's sitting top now might be just sitting there like Game of Thrones going... I've got dragons in the basement. Don't try and come in. Uh, not, not today. Liverpool hosted Reading and Liverpool get a win. Go Liverpool. Um, good for you, Missy Balkerns and Holland on the score sheet. Two goals for uh, Mr. Bird's team. Outstanding stuff, sir. Outstanding stuff. Manchester United hosted Everton. Nil. Nil. West Ham hosted Arsenal. Nil. Nil. That's all you can say about those games, really, because it's a score draw. And we can see it. And there's stuff happening. There's stuff happening in terms of the WSL. The fixtures are all coming up and it'll be really exciting. Chelsea sit on top with 31 points. Manchester United sit second with 29 points. Arsenal with 26 points. Manchester City still pushing, edging, getting close into them Champions League spots. Manchester United are in the driving seat in terms of Champions League. There can't be a drop-off from this point. It's between Arsenal and Manchester City, whether they get that third. Who knows what's going to happen? But if Manchester United drop off, then there'll be questions to be asked. But wait, you say, questions to be asked? People are already asking questions. What are you talking about? There is no love for that man. There is absolutely no love for the manager. It doesn't matter what he does. It doesn't matter doesn't he's just it doesn't matter what he wants he doesn't matter they, they, and the thing is the fans have got enough evidence about what's going on for them in terms of like players that have not been used players that were bought Williams 
again, going from Spurs to Manchester United, I mean, what, what was that about? Okay, I think that she got an award about goal of the, the, the week or something like that. I, mean, that I, I don't even know if she's paid, put boots on more than once or twice to, to get on the pitch. No idea. Uh, you get to a certain age when you're playing football, you, you want to play football, unless you just want to be like, if, I mean, if Man United don't win anything, then, yeah, I don't know. You'd have gone there and thought, yeah, I was Man United. You wanted to win something. You want to win. If it's going to be Champions League and you're going to stay for another season, I get it. But Adriana Leon, Canadian international, plays in the Olympics. Olympic gold winner. Can't get in. Can't get Was looking to get away. I mean, like, what the... Like, I'm not even really invested in that, but I'm just asking questions. Why are you recruiting players of that talent and you're not playing them? It makes no sense. But it comes back to the same thing that I say over and over again. There's not enough teams in either of the leagues. It's a bullshit scenario. You can't keep saying the players are tired when you've only got 12 teams. There are more teams in a in a in a in a in a youth club league for men. Teenagers of 16, 17, they're playing in leagues where they're like probably got 20 teams. There are Sunday league teams that are not professional, they've got 20 20 teams in the league. Serious, 50% of the population, there must be enough players out there. Seriously. Come on, let's do this. But in terms of what's going on in the WSL, it's interesting because um, money talks. Money does talk. But what really, what really was interesting, what really was interesting is about VAR. This news about VAR being used in the WSL. And, and the women's game. And I'm like, what? Listen, some of the referees aren't even... They're not even full-time. I know that this whole thing about we need VAR for this, we need VAR for that. Seriously, come on. Just get... Don't worry about technology. Get more teams playing football. That's what you need to do. Get more teams playing football. You can do all of that other stuff, you know, the PlayStation stuff, but get... Just get more teams playing football. Put it on a platform that people can access and they can watch football. Why are you so obsessed with VAR? VAR is not the reason you don't win games. VAR is not the reason you don't win games. Please. People aren't winning games now and there isn't any VAR. Yeah, just... just bonkers. Absolutely. And the other thing, the other thing that, that, that springs to mind is that obviously there are players that are coming out of contract and they, they can leave and join. They haven't signed a contract. One player in particular is uh, uh, Russo at Manchester United. And I, I have to be honest. I see this, this player, this woman, play anywhere with any top team. I mean, if she, if, if she stays at Manchester United, you know, it's great for them. It's great. Great for English football. If she goes to Chelsea, you think, whew. If she goes to Arsenal, you think, yeah. If she goes to Manchester City, you think, yeah. Could go to Real Madrid. Yeah, could see it happening. Could go to Barcelona. Yeah, I can see it. I can see him fitting in. Could. Could go to Bayern. Could go to PSG. That's how good she is. That's how good she is. Really good. But you get her for a free in the summer. So I don't understand why... Arsenal reportedly will try and spend 60, I don't know, is it 60,000? The figure escapes me now. Could have been 600. I'm just, why would you try and buy it now unless 
you knew that your rival was already assured the player's signature and you didn't want them to go there. Because Manchester United, no, they're not, to get to this point, it's 50-50 now. There's no commitment from the player to sign. So you, you can do what you want. Pretty much, to be honest, when you win the Euros, you can do what you want anyway. Let's, let's, let's be honest. Do, you can do what you want anyway. And, and, that's the, and that's the rub of the green, really. So from a WSL point of view, it's business as usual for Chelsea. Um, Semi-business as usual for Manchester United. Fans are not happy, etc., etc. Um, Arsenal, they're probably thinking we've dropped off. We haven't recruited for Miedemar. We're struggling. And we've lost established players like Jordan Nobbs to Aston Villa. You know, we've we slipped up. Manchester City... We'll see what happens. And for the rest of the league, it's just going to be interesting to see what happens and where they go. Leicester at the moment look like they're definitely not going to make it. They look like they're going to make their way back at the moment, at this moment in time to the championship, unless they start to win games. But if they start to win games, then that Reading's in trouble. Brighton's in trouble. And unless Spurs sort themselves out, they're in trouble because they're on nine points. It is all very interesting. I can imagine Spurs, the Spurs don't want to be back in the championship. They're putting too much money and too much work for them to be back in the championship. They need to be a WSL team. Spurs do. They really, really do. If they drop out, they're in big trouble because those players won't stay. That's the reality. I think if they play, if they drop out, I don't see them staying. They go. So they need to. They need to to kind of put their foot down and start winning games. As for the others, who knows? It's going to be interesting. But what's really important, as the man said at the top of the show, this is not a man's game. I'm not rolling around here. None of it. Anyway, that's it for this week. On and off the pitch. I hope you like it. Please follow on socials. I'm Rodney Cyrus, and I'm going to see you later. Welcome to On and Off.